No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions. But the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, founder and CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you been, Brian? I've been doing just fine. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, hope our listeners have been doing just fine, too. Brian, we've been sort of sequestered here. I don't know. What is it going on? Six weeks, eight weeks or something like yeah, that. I'd it seems so. like it's been even longer than that. How are you doing over there in your beautiful home? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, getting lots of work done. I'm not commuting. I, I usually travel for business quite a bit. And uh, I'm a you know coach to about 100 other advisors across the country. So I would be giving speeches and so forth. I had several things planned and they all got canceled. So I used to find I'd come back from those trips, be a little bit behind. I'd be trying to work on the plane or work in the hotel room, all that. Now I'm just really fishing. There's no commute. There's no travel. <laughs> there's no uh, getting to know other people uh, on the road. It's just kind of business and, and working in the yard. Yeah, it has really changed the way that we do business, and I'm glad that you're able to do that, too. It's I think really business is going to be changed forever because of this coronavirus and the way that we have learned to adapt to this. As you said, we used to do a lot of driving. Now, I mean, most of the cars are sitting in the garages or they're sitting at home. The air is a lot cleaner. Gasoline prices are cheaper than they've ever been in years and years and years. There are some positive linings to all of this. And yeah, I've seen some pictures of your yard, Brian. And I got to tell you, <laughs> that looks absolutely beautiful. I can tell you have been out there doing some yard work. There are some benefits to being a 13-year veteran of the Skagit Valley uh, farming right. community. So uh, I do know how to <laughs> how to tote that barge and lift that bale. And That's I, right. I needed all of that. It's 
Good thing I'm a big guy, too, but I've been working hard yeah. and getting my exercise out there. Yeah, well, I think that's very good for you. I mean, you're what I would call in this pre-retirement age, and, you know, retirement is a subjective thing. You know, back in the day, your grandfather's day and so forth, there wasn't any preset retirement age, but then, you know, about the last 70 or 80 years, we decided that it was 65 years of age. But no matter your age, and especially as you get older, getting out and getting the sort of exercise that you're doing, it really does help you in terms of physical fitness and making your retirement years just a lot better quality. Well, Brian, there already have been some states that are lifting some of their stay-at-home restrictions. And when all the states get to that point, you think that it's going to be enough to get the economy back on track? Or is the economy so damaged that we won't ever see a return to the way it was just before this virus hit? Well, I think that um, we will recover, but it's not going to be like it was. I mean, it's going to be a new normal. Businesses are going to absolutely have to reinvent themselves. But when you think about it, you look at the landscape of businesses today and you compare that to, say, 25 years ago or, or whatever, and you'd say, wow, the landscape of businesses dramatically changed. Just absolutely. Look at all these different ways we do things and communicate and and look at all the, the technology advancements and all the things. I mean, it looks like a Star Trek episode, you know, looking from 25 years ago, looking forward, it looks more like a Star Trek episode to, to see how we live and, and work and, and so forth. So I think that's just a normal thing anyway. So we're just uh, kind of kickstarting, you know, we got a kick in the, in the rear on this thing to, to move it up a few notches here that we're going to have to do business differently. But that's isn't that always the case? We're always adjusting and, and changing, but now you're going to be forced to just to survive. It used to be more of a gradual shift, I think, over time. But uh, now if a business doesn't adapt, you're probably going to die. I mean, you just is not going to make it. And even if you do adapt, uh, it may not be the same as it was before. Brian, do you think that when we do get back to this new normal that, from an investing standpoint, we'll be looking at different types of businesses to invest in? I mean, you know, the smaller businesses, the startups may not make it, but will this economy, will this new normal have much of an effect on the big businesses, the so-called blue-chip stock businesses that we've all come to know and love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Both big and small. Everybody can survive, I think, uh, for the most part. But again, you do have to adapt. So for instance, in my own industry, a lot of people used to, you know, if they were just doing a a sub-segment of what we do, maybe they're just selling annuities. And so they would give 80 seminars a year, invite you to Ruth Chris and buy a steak and pound on you to buy an annuity. Okay, that's, that was their business model. Well, that business model is dead. <laughs> You're not going to get people showing up at Ruth Chris listening to you talk about annuities anymore. And they maybe didn't have a plan B. So if they do want to survive, and I've heard a lot of them are just, just going to get out of the business. They say, oh, I, I don't know how to do it any other way. I'm, I'm old enough. I'm just not going to do it anymore. And so, but others might be going, you know what, I got to figure out Zoom meetings and Microsoft Teams and I got to do digital marketing and and things that I do. And, you know, you, as you're aware, I'm everywhere out there. I'm on the radio and writing books and doing webinars. And I was already doing all that stuff differently. And so other people in my business are either going to probably not succeed or they're going to have to completely change how they do things, change how they have appointments. So they're not going to go to your living room and sit down with you and try and uh, encourage you to buy their product or whatever. They're going to have more Microsoft Teams or Zoom meetings and, and so forth. So I just think that even even small businesses will adapt. Uh, big businesses will have to adapt too. You look at how Amazon adapted. That's probably the best 
example, okay, we're selling books online. Great. Well, now what do they do? Well, everything. They, they even can sell you a book online still. But, you know, they adapted. Look at how Netflix adapted. They used to send you discs in the mail. I mean, Blockbuster, well, maybe they didn't adapt. And so they're out of business. So you can see that uh, certain companies adapt and, and change. And again, back to the example of my own industry, they're going to have to have better websites. They're going to have to have more information, more content. They're going to have to communicate differently to people. Brian, those people who have been clients of what I call suitability standard financial advisors whose names you see on the side of buildings and they advertise in sporting events when there are sporting events, those businesses, I think, have suffered more than a business such as yours. But again, there aren't a lot of businesses like yours insofar as financial planning in that yours is a really, really diverse business in that you can offer a lot of different things. And you also have Bauer Evans CPAs here, too. Because of the diversity of your business and covering so widely all these different bases, do you think that you're the sort of business who will not only grow but prosper in this new economy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, For a number of reasons. Yeah, the suitability standard advisors from the big firms, their businesses have been on a decline for years. Now, they've been propped up by a strong stock market. So uh, that's covered a lot of, you know, the innovation that they needed to make. Maybe they didn't have feel like they had to because the stock market's going up, so they they were okay. But uh, that area has been on the decline for years and years because if you think about it, a lot of them basically are offering a 60-40 stock bond split. Well, you can do that on your own, and they can't, if they can't give tax advice and all the other things, well, then why, why do you even have them? And in the old days, it was, you know, you couldn't do your own trading and it was hard and all that stuff. But now you got everything at your fingertips. You can do your own trading. If all you want is stocks and bonds in a diversified manner, you don't need one of those brokers. So, yeah, that that business model is going to be under a lot of pressure, I think. And in my space, the uh, we call it the Registered Investment Advisory held a fiduciary standard space. A lot of them uh, are kind of one trick ponies, too. Maybe they're just selling annuities or whatever. I've got, you know, at Madrona and Bauer Evans, we got five major lines of business, you know, the CPA firm. And that's even broken down between business and, and individual we have the uh, managed money, the stock and bond, essentially, stuff. We've got the, the DST space for 1031 exchanges. We have the fixed index annuities for cash flow for life and safe money investments. We have the, the tax-free fixed index universal life and premium finance division on that. And then those are subsetted into other areas, too. And then, of course, we throw in the estate planning, trust planning, you know, long-term care um, and uh, the financial plan, social security optimization, all the other things around that. So that, uh, yeah, we've, we've been diverse and communicating on many different ways uh, digitally, as opposed to just uh, like the lunch and dinner seminars. I haven't done a dinner seminar in years and years. And so I moved away on for that from that years ago. Brian, I've often uh, wished that I could ask our listeners the question. I mean, if you're listening to us today, you have investable assets of more than $500,000 and you're using a suitability standard broker dealer, why wouldn't you use a financial advisor who can offer you a lot of different things? Brian, why do you think people gravitate sometimes towards those broker dealers like that? Are they just maybe playing into the advertising? Maybe they just don't know any better or they think it's more expensive? What do you think? Why do people go to Starbucks when a lot of people say their coffee tastes a little burnt? You know, it's like, yeah, marketing is important. And certainly a name recognition when you're putting your life savings with a company is huge. And so a lot of people are very swayed by name recognition. Uh, another one is just, you know, how, how accessible the company is. So if you think about Edward Jones, they're, they're in every strip mall across America. 
very accessible. Now you might, you know, go in there and talk to somebody who's been in the business for three months, but you know, they don't have a lot of variety of what they can offer you, but boy, they're sure easy and, you know, and they will take smaller amounts. So, you know, our, our target client has investable assets of at least $500,000. Well, I'm sure I can walk into, someone can walk into Edward Jones, probably give him 10000 and it'd be fine. So, you know, they can service clients that we can't. So that's another reason. And finally, I think a big reason is that if you've been somewhere for a while, maybe it was your parents' advisor or, you know, you, you've been with them 15, 20 years and they've gotten to know you and you kind of think of them as your friend because every advisor is going to be nice and, 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 you know, nice to you. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business. So uh, you got this nice person. You just don't feel like it's it's like firing someone is hard to do, even if you want to move on. And so I think a lot of people, I hear this all the time. I, I feel really bad if I told them I was lo- moving my money. But I remind them, it is your money. And it's okay. I'm pretty sure that financial advisor is not going to go hungry if you move your account. Yeah, and you talked about accessibility. I think that if my financial advisor was with Starbucks in the supermarket, <laughs> I probably would be, you know, just a little bit hesitant about dealing with that person. But as you said, you know, it's accessibility, and it is so easy to access the services here at Madrona Financial Services, too. All you've got to do is call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And if you're thinking about switching advisors, you really should check out madronafinancial.com. You'll see what the company is all about. And you'll find that there are many different services that you can avail yourself of. And as I said, I think the big advantage here is that you have Bauer Evans CPAs working along with you. And I can't think of anything more important in a financial plan than dealing with the tax aspect of things. So once again, madronafinancial.com, 844-MADRONA is the website. Get on there and request your complimentary consultation. You can do your consultation through Zoom or even the old-fashioned way. You can pick up the telephone and talk to somebody right there. 844 Madrona. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth. Jeff Shade here along with Brian Evans. Thank you so much for making this a part of your day. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back with more of our show after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Has your financial advisor called you lately? If you're retired or about to, you need to know how your money is being managed now more than ever. Madrona Financial Services is dedicated to retirement planning and is now offering virtual or phone reviews to help answer the most critical questions about your money. Call them now at 844-MADRONA to schedule your meeting. The meetings are convenient, safe, and designed to provide maximum retirement income. If you haven't heard from your advisor lately and are unsure about your real exposure to risk or exactly how your savings are invested, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA right now for your virtual or phone meeting. Every minute your advisor doesn't call you could cost you. Get the facts about your money and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services now at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. Again, that's 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the payroll protection program and other effects of the coronavirus. 
And Brian, the payroll protection program has been a lifesaver for a lot of businesses out there. I know that pretty much most of the money was gobbled up in the first couple of weeks. Now there's been a second round of funding, which hopefully will allow some other businesses to get that money. There have been some businesses who have thousands of employees. I mean, not just 500 or I wouldn't really call them small businesses, but they got this money and several of them were have been shamed into giving it back. So the question is, what do you think is the criteria? Why do some people get money? who have businesses and other people don't? Well, sometimes it's who you know and and kind of what your relationships were. Unfortunately, this thing was rolled out very quickly and putting banks into a, a bad position, I would say. Basically, they were told to do all these loans and the banks were like, well, gee, that's a lot of work to do really fast. Oh, on top of that, banker, you're not going to make a lot of money off of this because you can only charge 1% interest. And so they, they kind of got squeezed there. Now, some of the bigger banks are getting called out for, you know, they said, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this for our long-term best, biggest clients. And so a lot of the money went to the long-term best, biggest clients, as you just mentioned, first. And the small mom and pops that probably needed it more didn't get in line quick enough, and then they closed it off. And so the second wave, you know, we got the same issue. It's first come, first serve. And there are ways, I got a couple pieces of advice I'd like to go over. The first is I was on my uh, payroll company's website. It was Paychex. And uh, I was already trying to, you know, do some some research there. And my rep pointed out that they actually have a tab for helping you fill out the forms. Because as I looked at the forms to fill out to get the loan, they were, I was looking at them going, oh, if you're not a CPA, I don't even know how you do this. They were really hard, <laughs> very, very intense forms. And I could see that really put a lot of people off. But if you have paychecks, for instance, and maybe some other payroll services, they actually have the form, the, the printouts available to be uploaded to Excel instantaneously. So you can just hit the, the button, say, create the reports necessary to apply for the payroll protection program loan so that you don't have to be intimidated by all the work it's going to take to, to get all the documentation together. So I would encourage you to look into that. That's one way. And the other thing I'd say is you have to be persistent. You've got to persevere. You're going to run into some dead ends and and some things aren't going to go your way. You may have to talk to more than one bank. You may have to open some accounts at banks that you didn't plan on opening. You know, just do what you got to do, but get that money because it will become a grant in most situations. So if you're Joe's uh, Suds and Duds, you got the laundromat there that sells beer, you're Joe's Pizza, something like that, those forms are going to be very challenging for you to fill out. But of course, you being a CPA, it wasn't that very, very difficult. You mentioned these loans becoming grants. What qualifies this loan to become a grant? Well, certainly if you keep most of your salary or your payroll for the eight weeks following getting the loan, if you have at least, I think, 75% of your uh, payroll during that time period, then you can get that loan forgiven. And so there's a lot of nuances to that, but that's generally the rule there. Back in uh, 2008, 2009, Brian, I remember that automakers were bailed out from the government to keep them going. Do you think that if this economy continues the way it is, the shutdown continues for a longer period of time, that there will be similar bailouts for even the big companies? And I'm talking about the major automakers, big companies such as that. I'm going to say no. And the reason I'm going to say that is they've already borrowed so much money. I mean, it's the the amount of money they're just printing. It's, you know, essentially funny money at this point. They don't have the assets to back this up. They don't have the revenue plan. They're, they're, not, they're not, never going to get it. Now you got 
people, it's, it's, they're almost oblivious to how many zeros they're putting out there. Now I'm hearing even states saying, hey, why don't you bail us out? Just write us a check for, you know, 25 billion, 100 billion, whatever dollars. Help us, help us out here. I heard Illinois doing that and uh, to bail out their pension programs. And the point is on some of these is coronavirus had nothing to do with their underfunded pensions. They had this all along. So the people in, in, uh, in charge for the last decades have been overpromising what they could ever pay for. And they're just kicking it down the road and they get theirs. And by the time they pass away and younger people that were working in public service are, are looking to get their, their pension, and all of a sudden they realize they're not funded. They don't have the money. And you can't just ask the federal government for that. I don't think that's ever going to work. And so we got a real big problem in a lot of places, especially with pensions. So if you have a pension from a government organization, a state, you might know that depending on where that state is, you might be in trouble. I do believe at some point states are going to have to file bankruptcy and the kind of bankruptcy that makes them reorganize like a company to where they'll negotiate uh, a bankruptcy or reorganization means that you negotiate with your creditors. Uh, we're going to pay you 60 cents on the dollar or whatever it is. And they might have to go back to pensioners and say, we're going to pay you 60 cents on the dollar because we declared bankruptcy. So, Brian, that's for federal government or state government pension recipients. But those people who have private pensions, now that's a whole different story. Are those people still in danger? Well, uh, they should not be if the, the administrator was doing their job because they have a different kind of funding mechanism. It's not based on tax revenues and so forth. It's supposed to be a funded pension. Now, a lot of them don't aren't fully funded. And so do pay attention to that. Make sure that whoever you have it through that you maybe review that. And that's kind of a, a big deal sometimes when people are thinking about taking a pension versus an annuity, that the pension, you know, depending on the funding behind it, there might be some risk that you weren't thinking about. So, Brian, I know that once a year I get a statement about my performing arts uh, pension fund and how it's funded and all of that. And I had a look at it this past month and it said that it was 48 percent invested in stocks. Should we be worried about that if your pension has got a large portion of it in stocks? Well, I wouldn't necessarily think that you have to um, because that is, you know, long term been a good place to be. I mean, that's that's why they're able to pay out what they're able to pay out. But, you know, it's certainly evolved apart. And just like any portfolio we would put together for someone, we would have some allocation of stocks. We'd have some allocation of real estate. We'd have some allocation of safe money or, or cash flow or other types of investment, other alternatives. So I think it's a natural thing to have some there. But it's just, again, it's just how well funded is it? And my point is here, and I'm not trying to scare people thinking they're not going to get their pension. However, if I was doing this show in New York or Jersey, Illinois, or California, perhaps, I, and I worked for the, the listener who was working for the state, I would consider that there might be a problem down the road. Even before this coronavirus shutdown of the economy happened, Social Security and Medicare were sort of teetering there a little bit. Is this economy going to affect Social Security and Medicare in the short term? No, it's not. Um, Social Security and Medicare, uh, even if uh, the collections are lower, they, the collections do not go to a bank account for future Social Security and Medicare. They're spent in the current budget. And so what the government's been doing is just borrowing more money and issuing more bonds. And so we're going to have a problem down the road because we're, we're borrowing way ahead of pace. And we're borrowing to a point where there's, there's a certain level where you really can't borrow anymore. And, and we're get, we just got a lot closer to that level. 
And I, I don't know that anybody has a plan for what happens when we get close to that level. And we're used to borrowing one to two trillion a year extra. And this year is going to be another five trillion or whatever it was. And all of a sudden the math says, OK, we can't borrow any money. We've got to cut trillions of dollars from the budget. <laughs> well, government's not real good at cutting anything, let alone trillion dollars from their annual budget. So I don't know when there is no plan for that. And that's going to hit down the road. And so what we saw post-World War II was income tax rates go up to 94%, you know, to help pay for some of that. But then that kills uh, entrepreneurial activity that kills a lot of stuff there. So I don't think that's a great option either, just to raise taxes. And so we got we got a problem brewing down the road. And, and so this coronavirus created a couple of problems. One is it killed the current economy. And the other was it's going to future generations are going to be paying for this down the road. Brian, the Stimulus Act pumped about $2.2 trillion into the economy the first round. Of course, we're into the second round right now. And you talked about taxes. The fact that the government is borrowing so much money, I think, really means that taxes are going to go up. But you just mentioned something that I thought was pretty interesting. And I don't know if our listeners caught that, too, that if you do have tax rates of 90 and 95 percent, that really does discourage entrepreneurs from starting businesses because they're going, well, why should I try to earn $100 when I, I got to pay $95 of it back in taxes. Yeah, nobody wants to work that at that level. And I know that, uh, you know, Bauer Evans CPA firm, when Bauer started public accounting, the tax rate was 70%. When Evans, me, started public accounting, the top rate was 50%. So it hasn't been that long ago that we had these really high rates. And yeah, there comes a point where people just say, it's not worth it. All the risk we have to take. And, uh, you know, if, we're, if when I'm successful, I only get to keep 25, 20, 30 cents on the dollar. And if I'm unsuccessful, I lose a dollar on the dollar. You know, it's just it's not worth it uh, to a lot of people. So absolutely. Uh, and, and that's the argument against socialism. Gee, it sounds great. Everybody gets a check and, and everybody shares everything. Oh, isn't that super? Well, <laughs> the people that don't work think it's super. The people that do work don't because they're going, oh, no matter how hard I work, I, I got to give up my money to people that aren't you know, aren't putting in the effort and, the, and and everything that I am, that's not fair. I'm not going to work either. So it never works in the end. Uh, if I go to my two kids and I say, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 50 bucks today. Clean out my yard, I'll give you 50 bucks. But if you sit and watch video games, I'll give you 50 bucks too. Guess what they're going to do? I mean, there's <laughs> no question. Yeah. Human nature does not allow socialism to work. It's just, forget the economics of it. Uh, socialism doesn't work because of human nature. And so, again, if tax rates are too high, that's going to be a problem. So we have to be looking at now uh, ways to invest now so that down the road, we don't have uh, subjected ourselves to high tax brackets. And even with the next generation, I think they're going to be in trouble. So if you want to uh, help your kids out, there are some gifting and trust strategies that you need to be addressing now to protect them in the future when this stuff really uh, rubber hits the road. That's right, Brian, and I'm glad you mentioned that, too, because I do want to talk about that in the next segment, transferring wealth to kids, how that is going to change here with this new economy. Of course, we'll talk all about that and more when our show continues. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. If you'd like to talk to a financial advisor here, if you have investable assets of $500,000 or more, you would like a complimentary, no cost, no obligation plan, or maybe a second look at the one that you already have, call 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. And if you haven't already, check out the website. It's madronafinancial.com. We'll be right back with more of our show right after this. Stay with us. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. 
The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at madronafinancial.com. At a time when the world feels like it's filled with fear and panic, we remain calm. When others are making rash decisions based on emotions, we remain vigilant and committed to sound strategy. At Madrona Financial Services, we are dedicated to helping our clients achieve their retirement goals through any type of challenge. We were here to help our clients through the Great Recession, and we're here now to help you get through this dark time as well. That's why we created our Keep Calm and Retire On webinar. It's available now. Register today at madronafinancial.com. Nothing lasts forever, and we will recover from this too, so it's important not to panic. So if you are not confident in your current plan, have concerns about your exposure to market volatility, or are worried about your retirement income, this webinar is for you. Register today for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On. Available now at madronafinancial.com. Register today at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what future tax rates might be with the excess government borrowing, transferring wealth to kids, and so forth. And Brian, we've mentioned many times in this show the old Beatles song, The Tax Man. And you know, that could come to reality again with all of this borrowing. We've got two rounds of stimulus right now, and I think that if things do not improve, who knows, there may be a third round. I mean, I don't know, there could be a fourth round of this too, and it's some point that money is going to come due. It may not come due in your lifetime or my lifetime, but it may come due in our kids' lifetime. So that brings up the question of strategies of transferring wealth to your kids. Do these upcoming tax rates that we think are going to be happening, does that impact the way that you build a strategy to transfer wealth to your heirs? Oh, absolutely. I think there's a lot of things we have to consider that in our lifetime, we could see tax rates go up uh, quite a bit whether it's capital gains rates, uh, which has been as high as 50%, or if it's ordinary rates, which has been as high as 94% in this country. I think we have to be aware of that. Uh, and it's not that, you know, it's one misnomer I, I put out there is that somebody's got to pay this debt back. Nobody is going to pay this debt back ever. We will never get to a position where we have so much extra money coming in that we're not borrowing new money and we're even paying down that national debt. That isn't going to happen. But what can happen is we get to a point where we just can't sustain any new borrowings. And so we have to keep it 
in place. So if it's 25 trillion, you know, maybe when it gets to 50 trillion, just the interest costs would be prohibitive. If it got any higher, they might say, well, we have to have a ceiling on this. No more borrowing, which means they have to cut, you know, they're always one to two trillion short in their annual budget. And so you got to cut that kind of money out. So even if you cut all of the military and public education, uh, you wouldn't even get there. I mean, it's a draconian cut we're talking about. So do they have to increase taxes and hope people keep working? Perhaps. And so knowing that this is probably going to happen in our kids' lifetimes, that now is the time to start uh, deciding how to, to do things. I mean, there are, you know, historically people have been putting money into their deductible uh, 401k because they know in retirement their tax rates are going to be lower because they're not making as much. Well, now I don't think that's the case for a lot of people. So, for instance, you might decide not to do deductible 401k or not even Roth contributions. You might uh, decide do enough Roth contributions to get the free match at your company. But you might decide to take the excess outside of that and do a fixed index universal life policy where down the road your income is taken out tax-free and there's no limitations how much you put into it annually. So there's a lot of things that we might need to be considering now because of what we think we know is going to happen down the road. Brian, are there strategies that you can employ now? Let's say that I've got some cash, some investments, or maybe I've got some real estate that I want to pass on to my heirs. I do not want that to be eaten up by taxes. Are there any strategies that you can use today while we're in this low tax rate environment? in which you can put some of this into a trust or something where you're really technically giving it to your heirs now, but sheltering them from future tax rates. Oh, are you talking about gifting into an irrevocable life insurance trust with a fixed universal life policy in it? <laughs> well, I was oh, going to yeah, let you there's... say that, Brian, because oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not yeah. licensed to say it, and I think you know more about it. Yeah, there's absolutely strategies for that. Uh, there's lots of strategies for, for gifting so that uh, whether it's essentially income-producing assets can be gifted in percentages, using marketability discounts and lack of transferability and lack of control discounts applied to them. You can be gifting the insurance premiums into uh, irrevocable life insurance trust for your kids so that uh, you get money out of your estate. Let's say you have a taxable estate and you want to max out some gifting to your kids and using this life insurance product. So you can make those gifts. That money leaves your estate, so it's never going to get that 40 50% estate tax assigned to it. And then the policy can be purchased by the trust, which is not part of your estate. And when you pass away, the, those proceeds are income tax free to the next generation. And they don't pay any income tax on that. They don't pay any tax on the buildup uh, and so forth. So it can be a really nice solution in certain circumstances. That's just an example I'm throwing out there. But there's lots of examples uh, you might consider uh, with the low tax rates you just mentioned now. You might consider uh, a lot more Roth conversion of your IRA funds right now and just take advantage of your 12, 22, 24% brackets knowing that they may not be around for years and years to come. I always tease people. I say, you think brackets are, are high now? Wait 15 years when our you know, debt is twice what it is now and, and AOC is your president. <laughs> they just cringe, you know. <laughs> I was like, sorry about that. But, you know, we could get into a situation where uh, we have a different uh, president that in Congress or Senate that says, yeah, we're not as worried about uh, Brian's, you know, pontifications about maxing out. We're just going to borrow, borrow, borrow. We're going to tax, tax, tax. We're going to just do, you know, that, that kind of route. And they basically destroy the future that way economically. But let's let's prepare for that now. Knowing that's a possibility, I think it makes sense to make some adjustments to your portfolio 
to integrate the tax planning, not just today's tax planning, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now, a generation from now, two generations from now, integrate this all together with what the decisions you're making now. Yeah, that's where you being a CPA really comes into play here and why it's so valuable that you're not only a CPA, but also a financial planner, because of course, taxes do go hand in hand with investments. Let's say that years ago, I bought an apartment building and fixed it up, and then I took the profits from that and bought another apartment building, and before you know it, I've got $100 million worth of real estate, and I've got a couple of kids, and I want to pass that real estate on to those kids, but I'm really not so fond of maybe the environment for real estate in the future. Are there ways that I can pass on the real estate to my heirs without actually passing on the physical real estate and everything that goes with managing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we talk about the Delaware Statutory Trusts on this show. And especially when you get big numbers like that. And if you have $100 million of real estate you want to sell, please give me a call. <laughs> I got some great solutions from that. Some custom DSTs that, that would knock your socks off. And, you know, you can pass that on to generations and not worry about whether they're as good of a property manager or co- contractor as you are. You wouldn't have to. But certainly uh, talk to a lot of people with a million dollars of real estate or something like that that are looking for solutions. And and a lot of people have thought that, you know, real estate is going to be great forever. Always buy it. It's super. And maybe that opinion has soured recently with the coronavirus and the fact that tenants are having trouble paying rent or that your building is getting older and the deferred maintenance is hard and you can't get people out to fix it like you used to. And the ones you do are, it's a lot more money. I never, I always hear this, that, you know, hey, I need to get something redone. Maybe it's, uh, I think, I thought it was going to be about 20,000 to, you know, replace a roof and all the other stuff that went with it. My bid was 65K. I don't have 65K laying around, you know, so I hear this all the time where things are more expensive and I used to be able to do it myself and now I can't because I'm 75 years old. I want to leave it to my kid, but my kid's a doctor. He doesn't want to, you know, or, you know, whatever, has a good job, uh, technology job, whatever. And they don't want to be a landlord. That's not their thing. And so I I want to pass on the value to them. I don't want to pay the tax. Uh, but I want it professionally managed, but it's not going to be by them or my spouse if something happens to me, et cetera. So there are so many situations where, yes, there are great solutions for passing on real estate to the next generation, not pay the income tax with the Delaware Statutory Trust, and then allow professionals to manage it. Some people say, well, I don't want to give up control. And I kind of chuckle and I say, well, who would you rather have manage your your real estate, your your buddy who's 80 years old or 75 years old or a company that manages $10 billion of real estate? And they go, oh, that's a good point. So, you know, maybe maybe a 75, 80 year old isn't as good of a real estate manager and doesn't need to control when they've got the right person in control, a professional real estate company. Some people may say, well, you know, if I do a Delaware statutory trust, I may not get the same return on my investment as if I just pass on this real estate to my heirs. What do you think about that argument? Well, yeah, a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to get the real estate to my heirs anyway. I think they'll do a good job and they're okay managing it. I'm like, okay, that may be. But here's what happens a lot of times later in life. So let's say that you're 75 years old and you're feeling pretty good about managing real estate, but then you have a a stroke or, or dementia. And now you've got several years where you're not on top of this. Now, maybe your spouse can, or your kids will, will kick in, or, or maybe it takes a while for you to, you know, a, dementia doesn't happen overnight. Uh, whatever your health ailment might be, there might be some period of time towards the end of your life where it just, it's just not working to, for you to be your own landlord. 
and bad things happen. Um, I've mentioned on the show before, I, I bought a piece of property for my dad and uh, in Arizona, so you watch the Mariners and go down there and you know, we decided with his dementia that he couldn't go anymore and uh, early onset there. And I said, we're going to have to sell the property. And he said, well, I already did. And, you know, somebody gave me $2,500 for it because they said they had to cart the mobile home away or the park model away and all this stuff. And I was, oh, he just got taken. And that can happen. And so, you know, I, I just think maybe preparing for that and saying, well, what is my motivation for, for having this real estate? Is it really for the legacy of owning real estate or is it for the legacy of the underlying value being passed along income tax-free and managed well to my heirs and my spouse. So if you're a real estate owner and you're listening to this broadcast right now, you may have a different opinion of things after talking with Brian or one of the people here at Madrona Financial Services about passing on real estate. Owning real estate in the future may not be what it is today. Again, if you have questions about that, the number 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. There's also a website that you can learn more about Delaware Statutory Trust, and that is going to be madrona1031.com, madrona1031.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade. Glad to have you along with us today. We'll take a quick break and be right back with more of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. Boeing is starting to offer early retirement, voluntary layoff to a number of its employees. And I know that they've previously hired a large company to kind of be the financial advisor that Boeing has selected for its employees. But I want to say that they might want to consider getting a second opinion because the financial advisors that they bring in generally have a lot less experience than a full service firm like ourselves and invariably the financial advisors that they're talking to cannot discuss your real estate investments with you, Delaware Statutory Trust, 1031 exchanges. They can't do tax planning. They aren't CPAs. They can't do so many other things. Trust planning, legacy, estate planning, review your will for those provisions in there. Long-term care, fixed index annuities for accumulation or for lifetime cash flow or increasing lifetime cash flow, Roth conversion analysis, all these different things. They're not allowed to do because they're not licensed. At Madrona Financial, our advisors are licensed to do all of that. We work very closely with our CPA firm, Bauer Evans, to offer that to our clients. So if you're working at Boeing and you're thinking, well, I'm kind of stuck with whoever they gave to me, if you have at least $500,000 of potentially investable assets, please do give us a call because we're going to be able to address all these different areas that you're not getting addressed by that nice young person that's talking to you in the lunchroom about your financial plans. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, investments, retirement, taxes, and legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what you can do if you're offered a voluntary layoff or have lost your job. 
That's right, Brian, and uh, some employees at Boeing have been offered that voluntary layoff, but they're not the only company as well who is offering layoffs and early retirements to its employees who are nearing retirement age. And I know that a lot of these companies have financial advisors at the top of their letterhead or there, you know, when they're making these offers, they have financial advisors that they would suggest that you go to. And one of them is Rick Edelman. I think that's the financial advisor for Boeing. Now, Rick Edelman has been very successful at what he does. You have been very successful at what you do. So what would be the difference between talking to you and let's say talking to Rick Edelman's firm or someone with that firm? Well, a couple of big differences. One is their firm is a lot bigger and has a lot more advisors than our firm. And the other difference is you can talk to me, but I don't think you can get Rick Gullman on the phone. So there's there's probably the biggest difference there. I mean, it's one thing to be associated with a firm. It's another thing to be talking to them. I think a lot of people are actually shocked when they hear from me and they, you know, they say, hey, I want a free financial review and I'll call, maybe I'll call them up and say, hey, I just want to see if you had any other questions. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually talking to, I thought, you know, you'd send some peon or something they, they might say. <laughs> and well, first off, I don't hire peons. So my advisors are very experienced. I really had a good week talking to uh, Joel and Christy. They're finally out of tax season. So, uh, you know, they're getting in front of people uh, again, but they're both long-term CPAs. Uh, they're in their 30s and they're uh, investment advisor representatives and the whole thing. And so I think uh, the, the people that I have and, you know, Matt and Michael that are coming on now from the bank that they used to be at for the last, uh, gosh, over 20 years in the uh, running, the uh, being the two primary people uh, running the financial advisory practice there, adding to, to what we do here, Bob Bauer, also licensed. So we have a ton of great experience that uh, is so important as opposed to talk to somebody that maybe doesn't have the experience, especially in a market like this where there's a lot of moving parts and experience is really important. Uh, being able to take action, have opportunity to get into alternative investments, alternative strategies, tax saving strategies, uh, having trust discussions as we were talking about in the last segment. There's just so much I can go on and on about that probably other advisors just can't offer. Brian, because Rick Edelman's firm is being suggested to those people who have been considering a voluntary layoff, does it mean that you necessarily have to speak with that person or are you free to speak with anyone that you want? You can talk to anybody you want. And so I think a lot of people get caught up. We were talking earlier in the show, why, why do people go to you know a financial advisor or strip mall? Oh, accessibility, uh, ease of accessibility and, and maybe name recognition. Uh, those are two big things. I think it applies here too. I mean, if, if you're, you know, working at Boeing and you know that uh, you can talk to an advisor at Boeing who's affiliated through a recommendation from Boeing, you go, well, I guess they're good, you know, and I, I, they're easy. I can just go down and talk to them. They're in the lunchroom, whatever, and they're easily accessible. So sometimes you know, people go with what's easy. And I would say, I would contend that in the case of your finances and your future, your uh, this is very important to get it right. Uh, your kids' finances, your spouse, uh, all the what ifs that can come up with uh, here. I think it's important enough to where you don't just go with the easiest solution. Maybe you want that second opinion, and maybe you got to work a little bit at it. You got to go onto our website, and you got to uh, ask for the forms, ask for a free financial review, or even one of our quick reviews that's just uh, up to 30 minute phone call. Just talk about different things with us. Uh, so it, it's going to take you out of your comfort zone a little bit. But in the end, isn't it worth it to get that second opinion from a different source? I would suggest that it is. And it's important enough to where you just need to do it. 
Brian, if I'm putting a roof on my house, I generally going to get about three estimates to do that. I mean, you can talk to the people from Boeing. They can talk to you. I mean, should you get several different opinions on your retirement if you're thinking about doing that? I think you should um, because this isn't uh, a commodity like like roofing is more of a commodity. I mean, certainly uh, there are good roofers and, and not good roofers and ones with good references and referrals and ones without. But this is such a precise thing. It might be more like getting a sick opinion on a surgery or, or something that that is uh, maybe differs between, uh, you know, who's performing it. And so I think it's really important that if you're talking to somebody and they can't talk about taxes, for instance, well, then you need a second opinion because you, you, you just lost a big part of what you're doing. I was looking at, I was talking to an, a, another advisor who claims they're a fiduciary and, and they and they say, we can handle all your needs on when I'm sitting on hold. But then when I, I talked to him, I said, don't you guys just do annuities? And they said, yeah, that's all we do. I was like, well, how is that going to handle all my needs? Well, all your needs, as long as all you need is an annuity. Well, <laughs> most people don't just need an annuity. I'd say like 100% of people. <laughs> and so uh, that's not where you put all your money ever. You never put all your money into anything, frankly. And so I, I'm always amazed at uh, how different advisors have completely different business models, but most of them are one or two trick ponies. They only have a couple things. You just wouldn't go to a home improvement store if they only had two things for sale. They had hammers and saws, and that's all they had. Why would you, why would you go there? Well, it's right around the block. Okay, it's accessible. You'd probably want to go to something like a Ace Hardware where they have all kinds of different things or Home Depot where they have all kinds of different choices, not just a couple things. Brian, you talked about this quick review, and this is something I think that's relatively new here at Madrona Financial Services versus the full review. So what is the difference between the quick review and the full review? Yeah, the, the full review, you're going to fill out some forms. You're going to tell us about your uh, finances and how many assets you have, liabilities. If you have rentals, whether you like being a landlord, uh, scale of 1 to 10, how you feel about different areas of your finances your income, your spending, et cetera. So you reveal a lot, but you get a lot back because we're going to be able to take that information and prepare a full-on financial plan for the rest of your life and really take a deep dive. A quick review, we're not going to ask for any of that. So if you have a half million dollars of potentially investable assets, uh, then you can spend uh, up to 30 minutes on a phone call and just ask your questions and say, you know, could you tell me about X, Y, and Z? And I have some specific questions about different things. And and you can really get a sense of whether it's something you want to pursue. And often after that quick review, people will say, you know, I, I really want to pursue this a little bit further. I want to get that free financial plan. Other people go, well, thank you for, you know, the, the time. I, I don't need your help right now, maybe down the road or maybe never. But I uh, appreciate your time and maybe I'll tell somebody else about you that does need help from you or, or maybe not. So it, it's just an opportunity where you don't have to really invest a whole lot. And a lot of people might want to take advantage of that who are being offered the Boeing voluntary layoff just to have a conversation with somebody in the know so they can uh, you know, get some stuff, uh, some information that might help them because they're going to have to make a decision quickly. Yeah, and it's only 30 minutes of your time. I mean, if I'm thinking about my retirement 30 years, I think it's certainly worth 30 minutes of time. And to get the quick review again, I would imagine, Brian, we can call it at 844-MADRONA. We can get it at 844-MADRONA. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, let us know that you want it, uh, and then uh, Nicole will reach out and get you on the calendar with one of our advisors, and uh, we'll take it from there. 
So with the shutdown the way it is, even though a lot of people are working from home, uh, you still have slots available for people to get that quick review, and there is usually someone available to take your phone call? Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have people that can uh, take those reviews, you know, between the, the Michael and Matt and, and Joel and Christy and myself. We'll, we'll be able to get you time because, you know, hey, we're all working from home. We, we, have, we, we don't have the, the normal longer in-person meetings right now. So I've been able to have a lot of these reviews and, and it's been uh, very, very appreciated by the people that are calling. We're out, we'll be able to answer all their questions, but any of my advisors can do that, but absolutely, especially like I said, with the Boeing decision, it's quick. Uh, so you're going to want to get that on there, but you, we're not going to make you wait weeks to get an appointment. You can get one in days. So that number to get your review is 844-MADRONA. Again, no cost, no obligation. It's only about 30 minutes of your time. And don't worry that somebody's going to you know, put the thumb down on you and insist that you sign on the dotted lines. It doesn't work that way. Plenty of slots available right now at 844-MADRONA. You can also go online at madronafinancial.com and request your plan there. Brian, in just a few minutes that we have left, I want to touch on the tax deadline. It's been pushed to July 15th. How is that advantageous for investors? Well, I, I think it does allow people to uh, get their finances figured out a little bit better because we don't have to make the tax payments by then. One little interesting nuance of all of this, though, is that your first estimated tax payment for uh, 2020 is due July 15th in theory, but it's actually the second one that is June 15th. So the second one is due first <laughs> and the first one is due second. Uh, they didn't extend the deadline for that. So uh, you got to make your estimated tax payment June 15th and then July 15th uh, for the other one. So that was an interesting nuance that came out of this. But uh, it doesn't really affect too much investment strategy in the fact that a lot of people used to buy a short-term CD and, you know, hey, I'm going to make some interest while I'm waiting for these three months. And, you know, 12 years ago, I get over 5% interest on that. So it's worth doing. Now you're looking at, a, you know, one-tenth of that. And so it's, it's kind of not worth doing probably for most people. Good advice there, Brian. Thanks so much for your time today. I want to thank everyone for joining us this week on Growing Your Wealth. Again, if you'd like that quick review, 30 minutes of your time, 844-MADRONA is the number to call. I want to thank everyone for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth, John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the Cookie Monster, Greg Dennett. Show produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblom. Maite Talavera is our associate producer, Laura McLaughlin's our content supervisor, Josh Toys, our technical editor and Superboy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. 
Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The news of the day sounds bleak. Schools are canceled. Travel plans have been canceled. Sports are canceled. But good news, your retirement has not been canceled. At Madrona Financial Services, we are focused on the big picture and don't engage in fear-based decision-making. We know this too shall pass, and the future will hold tremendous opportunity. But you need to make sure your nest egg is safe from market volatility today, because you don't get a second chance at retirement. If you're unsure about the safety of your retirement income or your exposure to market volatility, you must take action today. Start by registering for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now by registering at madronafinancial.com. We'll explain what's happening in the financial world and discuss strategies you can put in place to help your portfolio weather this storm. Don't make decisions based on fear and misinformation. It's time to be confident in your financial team and retirement strategy. Register for our complimentary webinar, Keep Calm and Retire On, available now at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com.